Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are joining us as uh, myself and my co-host. We are both financial advisors talking about financial topics and helping people have some financial security in their life. Works an option, not an obligation. Just try to make things and more financially stable. And people make wise stable. choices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bring peace to their financial life. And it's a there's the, it's an interesting time because there's clearly a lot of headwinds on in the economy, inflation, rising interest rates, etc. Um, but yet there's still a lot of tailwinds too. There's if you look at the Unemployment rate is so low. Oh, it's unbelievably low. But, you know, this inflation thing is, un- it's out of control. It's, it, and, and we haven't seen half of it yet. Yeah, it's interesting, Pat. I, I was looking at a, um, uh, reading an article the other day, and this gentleman said, really, in order to get the inflation to slow down, the, the feds are going to have to increase interest rates above that, uh, above the rate of inflation. Correct. And that's what happened last time we had a high inflation. Inflation did not end until Paul Volcker, who was the Fed chair at the time, raised interest rates above that of the rate of inflation and pushed the economy into recession. And and this is really, you know, big balancing act of, you know, and, and look, there isn't a politician out there that wants to push uh, in, uh, interest rates above that of the rate of inflation. Nor do they have control over it. But quite frankly, you know, releasing two days worth of supply into the global oil market of the reserves does nothing. It's it's nothing. Well, it clearly seems like there's no real plan. <laughs> right. Well, and by the way, this isn't a Democrat or Republican no, no, thing. No, it no, is no. just it's uh, of course but, but Scott, there the let's let's let Well it's not I mean, we've never been believers in modern monetary theory, modern monetary theory (MMT). Yes, but which, is, which means the government can continue to print money and print money and print money, and inflation will never show up. Well, it, the, the the piper needs to be paid. We've finally, and, seen that, and the and the Fed with these low interest rates allowing unabated growth in the economy for this long uh, because of these artificially. And watch what's going to happen to the real estate market. I'm just we have. You have never seen like the 30-year uh, mortgage interest rate. I can never in my whole history see them move this fast up. It wasn't, what, two months ago that they were threes? Like three. How many? What, couldn't you get a 30-year under 3% for a while? Yes. Yeah, now they're about four, almost 4.75 last I looked. Just rapidly. And we're now starting to actually see it in the real estate market. And you can kind of tell a little bit by the um, – ads that you're hearing on radio and television about refinancing, which is now take that high interest rates uh, from your- well, it's because you got to figure it, the, the refi boom, it, that thing just, it's over, right? That thing's ended. It's done. It's done. So now they're <laughs> encouraging people to take their high interest credit cards and cars and put them on their home. Don't do and it. And I think that the difference, Pat, this time around, like we've been doing this stuff a long time. The difference this time around is inflation is so high. So, like, it's not a short-term blip that we're going that interest rates on mortgages are going to be up. Yeah, I, I mean, until inflation starts coming back down, we're not going to see a decrease in in mortgage rates. No, not for the foreseeable future. We should expect to see a um, a decrease in home prices relatively soon. Here, is that your prediction? Yeah, I I think I think so. Just because I, I mean, we ne- we don't like making predictions on the. the well, look, but when the cost of money the, goes up. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, it's like when the cost of money goes up and you've been buying home based upon what you qualify at the maximum level because of low interest rates, you would expect the inverse to be true. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 And it's different this time. I don't think we're going to see what we saw in the 08 
real estate because that was driven by people not qualifying for loans and people losing they couldn't houses. Couldn't afford and all these bad loans they couldn't afford them to begin yeah. with. Yeah, with these, you know, with these negative amortization. Fact, and that, I, I, I don't think it's going to be like that at all. But I do expect that we would start to see a softening of real estate. If you prices. look at c- consumers' debt relative to the rest of their financial situation, it actually hasn't been. They haven't been this healthy in like twenty some thirty years. Meaning that their ability to to pay their debts yeah. it's really strong right now because employment's so low and uh, people have had huge run up in their um, in their home prices the last couple of years they've had run ups in their stock their four hundred one k balances and, and a lot of people that were able to work from home their disposable income and their savings rates were at all times high but you can't I mean the housing market has just been crazy. Crazy, I, right? Well, you read those articles about like a couple say they've been trying for six months to find a house. They overpriced. There's 18 bids on the house. Crazy in most markets, but not all. It's yeah, been a yeah. movement west yeah, into the Sun Belt. Most. I think Detroit just you can yeah, get a house. Pretty correct. Soon. It's been it's been no a offense to you if you're uh, in the, So, but we should go to the the calls if you'd like to join the show. Eight three three ninety nine worth. If you have a financial question, join us at eight three three. Nine 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 six seven eight four, and uh, we're starting here with John. John, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Um, so yeah, I can I can start with a with a little bit of my background and my future plans, and then I have some specific questions. Perfect. And everything that sounds good. Okay, cool. So yeah, I've never had a financial advisor. Um, I'm self-taught. I'm 36, uh, single. I live with my girlfriend. I'm here in San Francisco. Um, uh, we. we uh, you know, I found your show um, by searching "buy, borrow, die," and I was researching that. And that's that's kind of how I found your your podcast. Buy, borrow, die. Yeah, yeah. I was searching those terms, um, and and I came across your show, and I, I fell in huh. love with it. So I well, you know. so I wanted to chat with you guys about my situation. All right. Um, so from my early thirty, from my early twenties into my early thirties, I I started my own business, uh, built it up to a hundred thousand dollars. Over that decade, I had no 401k. I was, you know, I'm working with music, and so I have a little bit of royalties coming in. Um, you know, it was, it was a mix of 1099 and, and W2, depending on the client. Um, you know, I, I uh, at, at age 31, 32, uh, one of the Fing companies, one of the, you know, one of the big yep. tech companies, hired me as a freelancer. I was making, you know, 20k a month. Um, putting 10 of it in the bank for two and a half years. Um, and then, you know, using the other 10K to like, you know, live, live a, a really nice lifestyle in San Francisco and bought my first car, paid it off within the, the first two years. Wow. Um, and that, that, so that was all 2016, 2017. Um, you know, so I found myself with a bunch of cash and, um, so what's transpired? You know, Where are you K. today? So that, that you gave us a story of back in five years ago. What are you doing today, and what's what are you trying to solve for? So what I'm doing today is I, I work at a big company, and I'm I'm getting a bunch of uh, RSUs, and and I have some specific questions about them. I, I just bought a house, so okay. it, was all, it was all kind of leading up to to kind of where I am financially okay. now. Um, you know, yeah, I was I was hired at a big tech company, and um, November 2020, I bought my first home, 2.1 million. Put 879 thousand dollars down, 2.65 interest rate. You, wait, wait. DTI you saved. You saved. How much did you put down on this house? 800 and what? 879. Only 120 of that was a gift for my parents. Everything else was what I saved and wow. I liquidated all of my RSUs that I had. Okay. Stopped. All right. We were wondering how you got to $760,000 uh, in savings <laughs> yeah. at the age of 36. But so you had some uh, restricted stock units that you liquidated and you paid only the about 250. Okay. Well, that's so, only, I don't know where you grew up, but where I grew up, $250,000 is a lot of money. So um, that's, that's quite a bit, but you were still a good saver. How much money do you have in savings, IRAs, bank accounts now? Right now, I, I split my 401k. It's, it's 91. I've only had the 401k for a couple years because okay. I've only been full time for a couple yeah. years. So it's 91, 91, a thousand, and I split it Roth and an IRA down okay. the middle. Um, okay. I, I don't. I don't max it out right now, only because I bought this house and my monthly net is, yep. is 
not that high. But I do, I do, I do maximize what my employer matches. So okay. your your you mortgage, know, what's the seventy five percent on the first? How big is your? What's your mortgage balance? My mortgage balance. Yeah, it's is, around. I have uh, one point one left on the house, something like that. And what's your mortgage payment? Um, oh, oh, forty nine oh four. Okay, so what's your question for us? My question is, I have a couple, but my, my question is, how do I deal with these RSUs that, that I'm paying taxes on every time that they vest, and every time I sell them to pay my tax bill, it's creating a taxable event. And so I'm not thinking about them as an asset as they used to be. I'm thinking of them as income um, because I'm paying 35% on, on them as income every, every – so, you know, I just did yeah. my taxes, and I'm paying 31 grand. Um, on, you know, 300 and 320 of my awards vested, well, that, that's what it's from. Look, is, that, it, is that the best way to be, be paying that tax bill every year well, or, or should I be? Well, how you're thinking about it is non-cash uh, compensation is what you just said. So you're thinking about it as income. In a lot of firms, we would call that non-cap non-cash compensation, which is you get compensated with management incentive programs or equity incentive program or restricted RSUs. stock use or issues or whatever they may call them with the, with the benefit of not having to pay social security tax on those. Got it. So are you managing that correctly in terms of you, you're going to pay the tax on the conversion to the RSU when you are selling shares to pay the tax on the tax, right? Are you are you selling shares that you've owned for more than twelve months in order to get the long term gain on it, or are you selling well, shares? My my CPA is telling me to sell first or, or sell sell last in so that there's not a lot of capital gains on them. Um, okay, and so that's, well, that's that, what I did for this last one. I sold some of my newer ones. So I mean, that that's the sense. thing. I mean, if at some point in time you have a big run up in the stock price over after, then it may be a different approach. But this that makes sense right now. Yeah, for right now. But it, it, it just depends on where the RSUs are in the money uh, after you've uh, – well, basically, their shares what at that point What is the problem the you're trying to solve right now? Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I'm just trying to figure out if this is the best way to be doing – by pay, creating a taxable event every year to pay my tax, or, or should I be, be selling them as they, as they vest? I mean, there's, oh, there's a couple well, of other questions. Uh, 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 well, ask yourself this question. Leave the tax alone. Would you buy more of that? So the question is, I, you're asking the question. Okay. So I actually took these RSUs. I exercised them. Now I own the stock. Should I sell them the day that they go or should I sell other shares and continue to own them? Forget the tax implications. Would you buy that stock today if you were not working at the company? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's the answer to the question. Right. Which is right. Uh, I could, I could, yeah. Okay. Um, that's the answer to the question, which is if you ask yourself honestly, forget I work at the company. If I had a chance to purchase this stock today with cash, and by the way, the minute you actually exercise the RSUs and you own the, the, the stock, it's just like cash. You could have, you could have exercised them and taken cash. You didn't have to I, I take them though, in shares. If, look, no, I, had, no, if, I, I have the, to pay tax on them just when they vest. No, I understand I, that. So. Understand so, that. I, but you could have paid, you could have, you, you have to pay tax on a vest because they turn into liquid and you actually could sell them at the day they vest and pay tax on them, but you decided to hold them instead. Right. I would so the, only, the only downside is if they fall. Right? I would no, sell, correct. Which, yeah, I would sell. The company probably won't. And I would sell the, the to, to day. Kind of play that. I would sell the day they vest. Yeah. Whatever portion you need to pay the tax. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's otherwise you've got less than a year hold. Who knows what's going to happen in less than a year. And I think that's what your accountant's having you do. Correct. Last in first out. Yeah. So he's doing the same thing. He's, he's buying, he's, he's not, he's, they vest, he waits. Oh, got it. Until the tax bill comes due. I wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I just sold, like, last month for, for my April tax. Oh, got year. it, got it. Wait, I agree I with that. Scott. What I happens agree. if there's a 30% decline in, in the stock price? We've seen it happen. Well, I'm, I'm withholding 22% when they vest. I could raise that. My accountant said to keep it at 22 How do you hold – if they vest, there's not, a, there's not a cash transfer. So – how do you withhold? Yes, I'm confused. You are selling the, the company. Them. The company withholds, so they the company pays the tax, the, some of it in tax when they when they when they award it to me, and and you can have them 
pay 35 percent they don't they don't they all don't right do so okay Look, if i were in your shoes what i would do is have whatever i believe the tax liability is going to be i'd work with my accountant i would have it structured in such a manner that the time they vest whatever my taxes are going to be due on that transaction i would have that withheld or paid to the tax man so we don't have to worry about short-term fluctuation in the stock price where a tax liability is going to be. So. I appreciate the call. Agree with Scott. And I tell you, I remember, Pat, talking to someone in the right before the financial crisis, sold his business, went to some quote-unquote financial advisor. The guy had him put uh, all his proceeds essentially in the market, most of it in stocks, including what he was, had to pay in the capital gain taxes the following April 15th. Financial crisis hits, stock market plummets in the uh, bottom of 09, uh, 08 and beginning of 09. He, he, it, he basically had to liquidate almost everything he had just to pay the tax liability because the and right it, stock it, had fallen so far. And, the, and what he did was he didn't match the risk to the length of the hold. Exactly right. Right? So equities, equities, you want to be able to ride out uh, economic cycles. So you expect to years, own— not enough time. You expect to own them five to seven years. I don't care what company it is. I mean, who knows how long it's going to take Facebook to get back to its high. Or any of these Meta. others. Meta. Okay. Meta. Um, or a number of other companies. Some will never get. Peloton? Never get back to its high. I would agree with that. <laughs> never. Although my wife is a big fan. Uh, she bought it already. There's not too many Valerie Hansons in the world that are going to buy Pelotons. $39. That's correct. It's $39 a month. That's where that, you make your money. That's right. Anyway, that's right. Isn't that... What about your wife? We won't talk about your wife. But isn't it crazy that all the we'll business... Talk about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she does love the Peloton. Introvert by nature. She doesn't go to the gym. She can do everything at home. She's happy as a clam. But isn't it crazy all the different companies that are trying to get into subscription models, even fast food? You mean fast food? Well, you buy a subscription model for fast food. You get a certain amount of food per month. You pay twenty bucks a month. You what are you get talking about. It's happening. There yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I, telling you. I, that's why I'm curious. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, know how yeah. this works. Yeah, I go to Taco Bell drive-through like twice a year. The, so they are trying to sell subscription models. I can't in tell different you last time food. I've ate McDonald's. Actually, I had a McDonald's a year ago, and I wasn't very pleased. With it. I do like uh, internet. In and out, though. Okay. Well, anyway, so all right. Is there a, before we go on to the financial how's stuff, this? should we cover the rest of your fast food <laughs> diet? <laughs> no. So what they're trying in different marketplaces is subscription modeling, which is, hey, $20 a month, $25 a month, you get this either discount or free food. It's not free. They're doing it in AM, PMs where, look, you buy this mug. The mug's $9 a month. You can come in and get as many sodas or coffees oh. as you can. Well, then they could sell them more stuff. When well, that's part of it is to get you into the store to, to upsell you on other yeah. things. But I, I love the fact that all businesses, they're not all, many businesses are trying to go subscription I models. I use Quick Quack Car Wash on a subscription model, and then I feel like I better bring my car, drive my car through because I'm paying for it regardless. I don't yes. Know, 30 bucks, whatever. It's not very much money, but it's a. Uh... Yeah. So anyway, let's go me. to the calls. Yeah. Uh, our, our number, if you want to join us, I'd uh, love to schedule a time to have you. Um, Take, take your call, your question, 833-99-WORTH is the number. We're talking with Gordon. Gordon, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Uh, yes, how you doing, Scott and Pat? Good, Gordon. Good. I just have a question. This year I uh, uh, rolled money out of my 401K and put it into a Roth IRA. Okay. And uh, am, I under, am I up to, I think, up to the 24% tax bracket? Good. So. Yeah. The the thing I don't understand is that that money supposedly is not touchable for five years. And I have a lot of taxes to pay because I rolled it out of my 401k. The rule doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Well, let's walk through the situation and then determine whether we should. When, when did you do it? In 2021 or 2022? Can't you take your, your cost basis uh, 2021. Can't you t can't you so take your deposit out? It's just the gains that are. Uh... I, I believe so, but but you may not have it may it may not have made sense for you to roll it over. So what is how old are you? Uh, sixty seven. 
And what money do you have outside of IRAs? Or do you have any money inside? Tell me what your financial picture looks like. How much money do you have in Roths? In, uh, in Roths, say right now, say uh, about 210000 in a Roth. How much did you have at the beginning of 2021, just ballpark? Oh, I think uh, 90, 98,000. Okay, so you rolled uh, over $110,000 over into a, from a 401k into a Roth, right? Right, I think 120, yeah. Okay, 120 from a, uh, okay. How much money do you have in regular IRAs or 401ks? And, and uh, 401k, uh, 3.1 million. And an IRA worth about nine hundred and fifty nine thousand. Okay. You were wise to do this uh, conversion and convert as much as you can. Yeah. Next, next year. So, so on the tax liability, you you can, but but I don't know if I would actually take it out of uh, the Roth in order to pay it. I would take it from my four hundred one k or my IRA. How much money do you have in cash in the? Oh, bank? By the way, it's the five year rule. It only applies to earnings. Yeah, you could take that, but still, you wouldn't use that to no, pay I, the tax no. liability. So how much money do you have in cash or in brokerage accounts outside of IRAs? So uh, another, another two, another uh, two million or so. Okay, so what? Wow. I don't understand what you're um, what you're worried about. I'm not worried. I'm just thinking. It's just that the the I have to use other money. That's yeah, why you want to. Uh, use yeah, you want money. to. I mean, you always wanted world, to. If you could, if you could wave a wand and have all of your assets go to a Roth IRA. That would be the best thing you could you could imagine, right? Because then all your earnings are tax free. So mm-hmm. you've got 120 okay. grand in your Roth IRA. Well, you could, you've got a couple options of where to pull money from to to pay the taxes. Pull, but pulling right. out of the Roth IRA, that would be my last option. Yeah, no. So you're Gordon. What you did was perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. So you want to convert as much as you can, and you want to use money outside of the IRAs to t- pay the tax liability. Um, and then for 2022, it's going to, you're not going to be able to convert. Well, you might be able to convert as much. You want to go through the same exercise between now and the age of 72 for your required minimum distributions. To yeah. Determine they how already much you called me and asked me to do it. <laughs> Who called you? Uh, the, the, the person I work with at the brokerage. Good, 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 good. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, Cause I mean, when you look at, you've got $4 million in traditional retirement accounts. Uh, if you were 72 today, you'd have to be taking out about 140, 150 grand a year. Yeah. Just to start. Yeah. And so on this $2 million, how much is sitting in cash? How much is sitting in brokerage accounts? So uh, actual cash is uh, about 150000 Okay. 000. Yeah, you're going to use that. You're in a perfect situation to convert for the next couple of years. Yeah. Okay. You're going to use that. Okay. And convert again this I, fall. I also have- I also have not started my social security. I don't know whether uh, that's a good idea or not. Uh, are you married? No. How's your health? Uh, it's good. Well, well I know, know what I would do. I would start social security. With that net worth? You would? Okay. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about why. Well, we talk about this all the time, so we'll make it really brief. But I just, I'm concerned that down the road, so you, the only reason you're going to wait is because you have a promise of a bigger check if you wait, right? Yeah. So right, right now there's a Congress, all those lovely people in Washington, uh, uh, years ago they created the system where if, if you wait, you can keep waiting as long until age 70 and you'll get a bigger check. My question I have is how confident are we that uh, retirees with incomes of 150 grand a year and net worths of $6 million are, are going to continue to receive uh, th- these benefits that were promised. So you might not, you, you could defer and wait, and it could be that five or 10 years down the road, it is. Um, yeah, it, I, w- I wouldn't take that bet. I would start Social Security as soon as possible. Okay, yeah, I'll be uh, 68. Doesn't matter. Year. Do it Do it now. If you, if think, I were in your situation, I, were you. I would start it. Yeah, because if, if they're going to cut Social Security benefits because they're running out of money, do you think they're going to cut yours first? 
Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. well that's why you <laughs> want to start it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Why why yours first? You know, by the way, most people don't feel wealthy. It's like I'm not that wealthy. That other guy, he's wealthy. And, and, and so Gordon's yeah. probably thinking, I'm not that wealthy. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, you drive my, you, my guess is you you've lived a lifestyle oh, below I'm your I'm guessing means. you're not driving a hundred thousand dollar Mercedes Benz around the neighborhood. Uh, not even close. Okay, not that even, would be my guess. That's why you've got the money. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the call, Not Gordon. to pick on Mercedes-Benz, <laughs> but it's like I remember talking to a, a manager, one of the uh, one of the luxury brands, and he says, well, you wouldn't believe some of the <laughs> some of the financial situations people are in. It's like the most important for, thing for them is to, is to drive those cars, so we figure all kinds of creative ways to make it happen so they could drive these cars. Big, By the way, those, aren't the, those are not the ones that become clients of Allworth Financial because yeah. they don't have anything saved That's at retirement right. time. They call that big hat, no cattle. Yeah, Gordon's got uh, a big... He's got a big... He's got cattle. small hat, big cattle. <laughs> anyway, this is Allworth Money Matters. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain, thanks for staying with us. Let's, uh, let's go back to calls here. 833-99-WORTH is our number. We're talking to Peter in California. Peter, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good, good. What can we do for you, Peter? Well, I wish I had been listening to you 20 years ago because I, I, I missed out on the um, – I'm in California, and I work for the state, and I didn't purchase the five-year um, buyback that I, that I had the opportunity to. Well, that's but behind us now. I know. It hurts so bad. Anyway, but I do have the opportunity to purchase military credit. Oh, good. And my wife, my wife says no, but if you guys say it's a good idea, it's a good idea. she's okay with it. <laughs> It's a good idea. But, but the, the, here's here's the gotcha, though. So nine years ago, I had cancer. We're, we're a little worried about what if I die, will she get the money back? So if I give them the $60,000, um, will that money go back to her? If I, now, or, so you're going to? So the military time, is this the state allows you the opportunity to buy in years of service that you served in the military? And it's bridged for uh, time and, and years. So. Right. So you now I look this is really really specific. So I'm going to give you recall, but you're going to have to check it. There is a PERS counselor that will work with you on this. It is my understanding okay. that if something were to happen to you that there would be a return of those contributed dollars as well as interest on top of it. But don't I wouldn't trust me with that advice cuz I'm going 100% from recollection. But okay. you want to get with a PERS counselor and ask that question specifically. If I buy in this $60,000 and I die next week that I get hit by a proverbial van, um, then uh, what would happen with that money? And if the answer is that money would be returned to your spouse as a lump sum plus interest, then you want to do that transaction. If it is... No, that money is absorbed. Then you may want to waive that transaction. In my recollection, okay. I I believe that dollars contributed, and by the way, I have that would seem reasonable. Yeah, I haven't done one of these in I don't know ten plus years, so I'm going deep deep back in the the, the database there. But that's the answer to the question: is that um, you want to bridge if you can, as long as you get the dollars if something were to happen to you. Okay, I'll give I'll give them a call. I, I that, that that's actually all I needed to know. They do have a pretty good counseling system. Yeah, they have great counseling to uh, Calpers. How many years of service do you have with the state? Uh, about seventeen right now. And how many years of service did you have in the military? Uh, just slightly less than two. Okay, so it's not a big gap, but it is a gap, uh, and it would it add. Uh, and your age is how old? I'm 56 right now. It right. costs sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's you know. It's, it, 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 can have, you buy it the day before you retire? Why he, couldn't you? He could buy it the day before he retires. Can. You can. Yeah. So that's the other oh. option. You could buy it the day before. It's just going to cost a lot more. 
Okay. Well, they, I have money in my um, 401k, so I was planning on using that. But yeah, I could buy it the day before. Yeah, how much? Well, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't wait, Scott, if they returned it. Oh, if they return, I would not wait. I would wait. Yeah. If they don't return it, I, I mean, who knows how long those windows open? Well, even then, why would you buy it? The, oh, I guess you could get a joint uh, in full life for your uh, beneficiary, and you'd buy it the day before you That's retired. Right. Yeah, so you take All a right. beneficiary well, the answer. option. Look at there. Two heads are better than one. Wait, if they what have, was, what, so wait. If you no, can. no, no. If they don't return, no. then right. You want to wait until the day you retire and buy it okay. then. And then get a joint and full life pension for your spouse. Yeah. Joint and full life. Got yeah. it. Joint and okay. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Joint and 100% so the, is what it's called. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you for your service. Thank, um, thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Was that for the, um, the service 17 years at the state of California or the two years in the military? <laughs> I, I got, I, I, look, we love giving advice to people to help them in their personal finances, right? So something like this. But it's, I find it a little odd that the state of California has taxpayers uh, subsidize uh, pensions for times when someone served in the military when they were young. They're not really. It's not really. It's bridge. It's 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 just bridging the the service. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> that's why it's I'm a good to make ben- an argument. That's why it's a good benefit. Yeah, yeah I'm he's gonna, gonna give sixty grand. He's gonna get more than way more than sixty grand in guaranteed uh, benefits. Okay, I agree. But then again, that's uh, okay. but the state has plenty of money. So it's no problem. <laughs> well, plenty of my money, or they did. I don't know what they do with it, but that's I think a they're different, sending out gas cards. That's a different this. Uh, by the way, let's real quickly on these gas cards. Some states have actually done this tax reduction and someone to actually send the check. And it all has to do with optics because if they lower the, the the gas by that tax price, the minute it goes up, you're going to know exactly in one day how much you're paying in tax. Oh, they can't reinstate it. And it's going to have point. a hard time yeah, reinstating yeah, yeah. where they send you a of check. Course. They'll have a really hard time reinstating it. People get ticked off. Yeah. Wow. That's just 72 cents. Yeah. Alan. Where, because they have moved it over time and time and time, a little at a time until no one notices. It's like boiling a frog. We're in Colorado talking with Kevin. Kevin, you're with all words. Money matters. It's me. All right. Kevin. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? Good, hey, Kevin. Yes. What can we do? I'm, I'm doing well. All so right. I have two questions for you, and I kind of know how you guys operate, so I just want to throw out my first question briefly and just get your response. So my situation is I'm 63 years old. My wife is 62. I would like to retire right this minute. My wife is going to work for about another year and a half to two years. Um, currently, we have... $2.2 in our retirement account. We have 325000 in a credit union account. Um, our home is paid for. We have no debt. Um, even though we had two incomes throughout the entire process, my wife currently earns 140000 gross. I have earned, when I'm quitting now, at the 185. But the caveat to this is that we didn't start rolling until we were like 38 years old to get to where we're at. Uh-huh. So as a result, we pretty much lived on my income when it started out at that point at about 96000 And over the years, it grew to the 185. And hers went from 40 to 140. So we haven't lived this large amount of money life, you know, throughout the whole 26 years or got, so. Got it. But, you so know, it's, it, 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 based, it, on based, based on that, Kevin, think about the different financial situation you're in today, 63 and 62, as compared to five years ago. Or at, let's say you retired at 55. I don't understand where you're going no, with this. No, I'm just saying the income, both their wages are much higher today. Oh, You've yeah. been saving more for retirement. I mean, it's uh, you would have been a much different right. position had you retired early. Yes, correct, correct. So what's your question for us? So my question to you is, based on that, we, plan, I, we both plan on taking Social Security when we turn 70. The only reason is to mitigate inflation and to mitigate um, you know, taxes and the things that, that take out your retirement plan. Um, is that something you would recommend? Because if we wait till we're 70, we'll get a total between the two of us, $100,000. We need about about six thousand a month to live our life, to have fun, to mountain bike, do all the things we do. Now that doesn't really include like going to Hawaii for two weeks or going over to Europe, you know. 
that would come from a different, you know, from a different kind of a fund if we did that. But, but I, my, our, our monthly, you know, living expenses, 6,000 covers it very, very comfortably for what we do. So based on what you're, what I've said, do you think we're in a pretty decent position to retire? Oh, you, you yeah. can, your wife could quit tomorrow. I don't know if she's listening to the show or the you want. To I mean, if your if your income needs are let's call it a hundred grand a year, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Hundred and ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're good. I don't know if I would wait till seventy for um to to start Social Security. I, but, but what I do okay. know is that when you, your wife quits working, you should. You said if you waited to seventy, just your Social Security between the two of you, about a hundred grand. Yeah. So, so here's what you take that, and you take the, you know, you're going to live off of the IRAs for a period of time. You've got some opportunity when, as soon as your wife quits working, to see whether you should start converting some money from an uh your IRA to a Roth IRA a little bit. But you may not have a lot of room there. Um, mm -hmm. You may not have a ton of room there, given that your income needs. I assume that. What's your main question? <laughs> yeah, you're okay to retire. Yeah. Okay, that that that's my main question. Yeah, yeah. you're okay to yeah, retire. Yeah, you're, you're more than comfortable to retire. But but the, the, you threw out a couple things okay. there. I think I'd probably start Social Security a little bit before then, and I would certainly look at Roth conversions the minute my wife quit working. Although I'd encourage my wife to work as long as possible. Okay. Just because it's her working, <laughs> not me. Yeah. So, and one other question. So, if I came to, came to an Allworth here in Denver, what would they do for us? If I, we came in and gave them this scenario, how would they direct us? What well, would they do with us? Well, and not just Allworth, any good financial advisor – the first thing they'd actually so go to our website and watch the uh, the webinar called the Seven Personal Decision Points, and it talks about retirement I've transition. That, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. So th we, they'll bring you through that process. Make sure of the allocation, the portfolio, and then every year we're like, okay, we need to convert this much to a Roth IRA. They'd run a Social Security calculator that actually showed you what happened to your net worth depending upon the time right. that you started Social Security. Right. So some people are like, oh, which is the if, best yeah, way to go? I, I mean, I it, when you, the reason I, I asked about the hundred thousand dollar number, I just started, I'm just thinking about my there's already family uh, uh, limits on Social Security. Right. I'm just thinking it's 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 2031, 2032, whenever it's the trust fund is now busted, which is an currently it'd be an automatic like 22 percent reduction across the board for everybody, which will never right? happen. It's two months before that. Congress is trying to figure out how, how they're going to keep. Uh, blue hair Susie, who's 92 for her social security check. That was $800 a month dropping to $600 a month. How are we going to prevent that? And they said, wait a minute. Who's there? Are people making a hundred grand in social security. That's ridiculous. Who needs a hundred thousand dollars from social security? And they'd say, Kevin doesn't me. <laughs> well, the Kevin wants it. He doesn't need it. Um. So you've got legislative there, risk there, but any good advisor will actually show you. Can you can run through all the, a variety of scenarios. Yeah, and what you might find, I, my guess is that you'll start Social Security at 66 or 67. But you'd look at a Roth conversion. You, you said your wife is 62, wants to put another 1.5 to two years. And you look at the Roth conversion maybe yeah. for a year or two after that and then start Social Security. But they bring you through... And it's, then make sure the portfolio is allocated properly. And correct. It's what's an, the plan with the three hundred dollars in the credit union? Like that, we don't want to have that sitting there forever. So yeah. what's the, it's um it, it it's an interactive, right? It's an interactive. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I, that's what they do. And you know the best way to All find right. out is just go just go do it. <laughs> see what happens. Right. They're yeah. not go visit with somebody. Yeah. Go visit so, with yeah, them. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the scenarios are because I'm really not so concerned about like what happened. Like right now, we're like in a sixty forty, and I could even go seventy thirty with our portfolio. That's right. Both of us could because we're not we're not that like cuckoo like oh my god we're going to lose it all because we then we've seen some so we're not we don't get that spook. But nonetheless, um, we uh, we we feel that we can take that gamble and and have some. Better earning yeah. power. Yeah, we I don't look at it as a gamble. We I don't look at it if you if you've got the we time on your side. Like, it's not a game. In my opinion, it's not a gamble. Because yeah. the last year we had we made like a hundred and like one hundred and fifty thousand on our portfolios in growth. Yeah, 
And I'm thinking if we did, you know, we both know if we used 110, but if we waited. Yeah, but not every year is going to be like that. You're going to have, you're going to have years where you don't make anything too. Yeah, true. Yeah. You're fine. All right. Our house is, our house is worth about a million dollars. Yeah, but you're not going to sell it. Paid off. You're not gonna. Nope. You're not gonna. You're not gonna sell it. That's not part of your retirement plan. So you're co- in Colorado. Just right. your home's worth a million bucks. What was it worth five years ago? Well, when we bought this house uh, twenty four years ago, we paid two hundred thousand for it, and it's a, it's about a thirty two hundred uh, square foot ranch. It's got garden garden level windows, but it's seventeen five up. It's fifteen down. It's all finished off. We have mountain views. But it's in a very nice area. But it was the house sold for two hundred thousand when we bought it um, yeah. in uh, nineteen ninety. Real estate has gone really crazy. Yeah. Well, hey, Kevin, and wish you well. Selling for. Um, <laughs> all right, thank you guys appreciate so much. It. Appreciate Thanks. it. Let's talk now with Sabina. Sabina, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah. Um, my question is about estate taxes. Okay. Um, in the next. Several years, of course, hopefully not soon, but I will likely receive a um, inheritance from Germany. Now, I know in Germany, they're already going to skim off the top and take off the state taxes. Now, what my dad wasn't able to tell me and what I haven't been able to find out is how to, uh, how do I avoid, if I can, having to pay another set of state taxes once well. the money gets transferred to the U.S.? You won't pay a tax when the money's a state tax when the money's transferred, but you could, depending on the size of your state, pay a state tax when you die and then pass on those dollars. So, how much money do you think it would be? That's the problem. In my family and culture, it's extremely rude to ask about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I honestly don't know. It could be two thousand. It could be. Seven thousand. I mean, two million. It could be seven million. I okay. It's only me and my brother, so I. I honestly really don't know. And Sabina, I'm a quarter German, and um, and I tell you, I had parts of my family that you couldn't get anything out of them. You could, they wouldn't tell you a, a bit of the personal information. You wouldn't even tell you what the, their their favorite food was. That's just just too personal. I know that, and that's the thing. I'm thinking, for instance, should I open a trust account and then tell my dad that? If he were so inclined to at any point in his life leave me any money, he could put it in there. Well, or so, would that make any difference? So, so what? Could, what, so what happens? So let's think of this. Let's think of it. Let's say there's ten million dollars, okay, and okay. there's two of you, and the government in Germany takes twenty percent of it, just hypothetically, right? Probably. At now, least, yeah. now there's eight million dollars, and there's two of you. Four goes to your brother, and four goes to you. You don't have an estate tax problem when you die. You 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 wouldn't pay any tax on receiving the money, and you wouldn't have to pay. Okay, your, and by the way, if the estate tax is paid by your heirs, not by you, and you can oh. pass on eleven million. What is it? Eleven, yeah, 11 million? million dollars. Yeah. And, and a little bit tax. over eleven million dollars before estate taxes kick in. Would other taxes kick in? Well, I mean, income taxes would kick in. If the, so you take the money and you go down and you, and you invest it. Any income that was derived from that investment, you would pay taxes on either capital gains as an ordinary income tax. But but in terms of the, the rules today, you wouldn't worry about estate taxes assuming your father's estate is $10 million or even 15 or maybe even $20 million. But But – you're borrowing trouble. But wouldn't that then be income if I got it? Let's say that's I right. Suddenly, got, it, yeah, I've got it, a cashier's check for ten million dollars. No income. In no income. Whether you set it up or trust doesn't matter. There's no income on it. But because it's inherited. That's right. That's right. It's oh, inherited. The state okay. pays it that the, the taxes on it. So don't worry about any of that stuff. Quit worrying about this. You're okay. going to have to start worrying about other things. Um, right. First of all, you okay, can't do well, anything you- about it. And second of all, when it happens, the rules will be different five years than they are today. So the information I just yeah. gave you was based on today. And your dad might have might set up his own trust with his own uh, stipulations on it. Right. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's neither me nor my brother really have that's right. the guts to talk to him about it. I mean, he's he's very bright and he 
has always managed the money, so I, I don't know what he's doing. And if he leaves nothing, that's fine, too. I just hate to see a chunk of it go to the government. You're, he's there's not, no, there's, no planning, there's no planning that you can do that would have any, any impact on that. Only him. Okay. All righty. Well, fantastic. All right. That is All right. exactly what I needed to know. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Sabina. Yeah. Wish you well. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, the, uh, the old German family, my grandfather, Hawk. Carl Hawk. <laughs> Next, we're in Georgia talking with Chris. Chris, you're with All Risk Money Matters. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Hey, just want to run through my situation. Um, basically, I'm married with two kids. Um, I've been investing for a while and saving, and just kind of want to make sure I'm putting my dollars in the right uh, vehicles for the future and kind of, I guess, the best idea for future taxes and stuff like that. All right. All right. How old are you? I'm 38. And how old are the kids? Uh, the kids are 7 and 10. Got it. Okay. And I can run kind of through what I've got and let you guys let me know if I'm doing the right thing or if you got any suggestions or P- stuff like that. Please, please, please. All right. Uh, I'm 38. My wife's 39. Uh, we both work for the state here in Georgia. We have two pensions. Uh, we can retire probably around 53. Uh, we make about $150,000 a year right now. Between the two of you uh, or each? Uh, between the two of us. Okay. Um, our pension, if we stay with it and do about another 14 years, we'll be making about 120 in pensions at age 53 and 54. Uh, uh, each or between the two of you? Uh, between the two, or each. Uh, I mean, between the two of us. Okay, we'll be got, it, a total, got it, got it, got it. So you're going to retire? About 100. Okay, got it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be making a total income at retirement at age 53, 54, around 120. Uh, we invest in Roth IRAs. We have about 100 or about 450 in a Roth IRA between the two of us. We have a 401k Roth that has about 15, and we have a 457 regular with about 75,000, so about 540,000 total in those uh, three accounts. Okay. Uh, we we own a home. Uh, we're still paying on the home. We got about 25 years left. Um, I think we owe about 300,000. The value of the home is about 850. Um, What's the interest rate? To, the interest rate's uh, 2.5. Okay, I knew it was low. You've done everything else perfectly. So my my question is, uh, I mean, we're putting you know twenty twenty five percent into investments. We're putting the six thousand into the Roth, both of our Roths each year, and then we're putting about a twenty or twenty five thousand into a four hundred one k Roth, and then I'm putting maybe about five thousand into the four fifty seven. Yep. Um, basically, I mean, I don't foresee us really needing much of this money when we retire. I think we could live off our pensions for the most part. That's right. So my question is, where is the best place to put it? So for taxes, I mean, should we max out Roth vehicles for the most part? Yeah. So here's a here's something that you should look at. Here is one is, um, let me. How old are the kids? The kids are seven and ten. And have you started funding the five twenty nine plans? We haven't. Um, that's one thing we haven't started. But I kind of thought we would just cash flow whatever accounts they would need, or when we got to that point, you know, have them, you know, pay some of it. We'll pay some of it, but we could definitely reduce our investments at that point and just cash flow it okay and do you have an hsa account where you work uh we do we uh we are and uh what is that uh uh right now we're in a uh what's the accounts where you just um we've got health care and it's just basically de- deductibles correct like copay yeah yeah oh got it got it. it's low deductible it's not high deductible accounts yeah, it's not a high. We don't okay. have HSI. Not so, a high deductible plan. So, uh, the only thing I would do is uh, is fourteen years. Probably the if I had extra money, the only thing I would be doing in this portfolio, and I don't even know if it's that. I mean, this is just nitpicking. Is I would probably. I don't think I'd change a thing. I think you're doing great. I mean, oh. you'll be fine. The mere fact that your pension is going to be one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year at the age of fifty. Three is unbelievable. It's a fat, fat, fat pension between you and your spouse. Um, you know, saving the rest of it, fine. But I don't, you know, and I assume that you're, you're uh, all equities in your investments, 100% stock. Yeah, so my, my Roth IRA, um, I've got, I do individual stocks with that. I've got a broker that I don't really buy and sell a lot, but um, basically they're pretty much all individual stocks in the Roth IRA, and it's about 450000 the 401k I've just recently started in the last uh, two years, and the 457, um, two or three years, and those are you know like uh, large cap value, large cap core, large cap growth, uh-huh. uh, 
mid cap, small cap, international, uh, but I'm pretty much all equities and everything I have yep. because I feel like my safe money is the pension. That's right. And well, and I can tell you we're all equities just because of the account size at your age, which was the clue as to why uh, I could figure out it was all equities. I don't understand why you're using individual stocks for the whole 400 and what do you got? $50,000 or uh, in the Roth IRAs, uh, you know, I think you're making more work than you need to be. And especially if there's a couple hundred stocks in there, you're, you're probably mimicking an index anyway. Um, so it, but there's probably a basket of maybe, I'm guessing, 15 maybe. Well, that's too small. Okay. I mean, that's absolutely too small. That's absolutely too small. I mean, you're not going to get a broad market um, coverage, and you, and you may be paying for something you're not getting any value out of. Okay. So I would question that. Why don't you take a look at the returns of those over the last three or four years, five years, and see how they compare to the S&P 500. No okay. question. Um, look at their, their, their value or growth. I would, that's the one thing in my portfolio that I, I wouldn't mess with. I think you're, you're not helping yourself. So what would you change those uh, that IRA accounts to? I I would use uh, ETFs, ETFs or uh, or yeah. index, maybe some actively traded stuff around the edges. But you know, if look, if you came into my office today and said, "Here's five hundred thousand dollars," and I said, "Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all of it, and invest in fifteen stocks." What would you say? Uh, I mean, it'd be like you said, a little bit risky for having that much in. Uh, you know, too many, too few of uh, stocks yeah. being too concentrated in one one allocation. Yeah, and 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 to what purpose? Are we increasing the returns? Are we lowering the risk? If if you couldn't give me an argument one way or the other, that's why I would go the different direction. Other than that, you're doing perfect. So appreciate the call. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we've got today. It's as always great being with you. We've got phenomenal articles on our website, allworthfinancial.com. Encourage you to go there. And again, if you'd like to join our program, you can send us an email, questions at moneymatters.com. Check that out. And uh, we'll see you next week. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.